The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. You welcome back to the Hard Shoulder, Kieran Cuddy with you until seven o'clock this evening. Now the Kennedy Summer School is on this day next week. It starts uh, from Thursday to Saturday. There is a stellar lineup as always down in New Ross, and we're very excited to be broadcasting. Uh, from the beautiful banks of the Barrow as well. And one of the people, if you go along, that you might see, you might hear James Carville, the raging Cajun, uh, the political consultant. Uh, he, of course, famous for the Bill Clinton campaign in 92, among so many others. James, you are so welcome to the show. It is so great to yeah. talk to you and thank you for taking the time. Um, I mean... Th- there's so much to talk about. I, I, I kind of, I, I mentioned Clinton, I mentioned the Kennedy Summer School. Let me yeah. ask you though about, I suppose, the, the headline political news from your part of the world at the moment, the imminent arrest of the former president and would-be president again, and then these Republican debates last night. Were you watching them? I, I, I did. I, I watched, I can't say, <clears throat> I watched closely, but I have a simple rule. The candidate at the debate that I found most hideous and offensive is generally the one that they'll say won the debate. Won the debate, and I guess Ramsawamy kind of filled that bill, and uh, he's uh, a nine eleven truth. Uh, he's alluded to the fact that maybe the government had something to do with nine eleven, and then last night, if, if you could possibly top that, he said that climate change was a hoax. I'm. I'm, I'm Sitting in South Louisiana, Mississippi, we've had, I don't know, two weeks, 100 degree plus weather. Doesn't feel like a hoax to me, but what do I know? How does that field, that Republican field, obviously, it, you know, there was a kind of a Hamlet without the Prince feel to it, but um, how does that field reflect on politics in your mind? Well, first of all, the, the winner of the, the, the clear, if you want, politi- you want to take a political point away from the debate, the audience was all Trump, and they didn't even try to attack Trump. So it's really a MAGA party. That, that, that you have to first understand that, then you can understand not, nothing beyond that. And the idea, like we have a Ronald Reagan of George H.W. Bush Republican, or, you know, kind of wears tailored suits and starts meetings on time and you know, stands erect for the for the anthem. That 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 party doesn't exist anymore. Uh, th- this is a different world that we're living in, and uh, you know, it's a former president of the United States. I think is facing ninety-one counts. That's a lot, uh, and we'll see how it goes today. I guess the Irish have a love of of, of betting that I that I share from my Irish heritage, and the big question here is he has to weigh himself and uh, the people are betting furiously over the over under i think is now 277 pounds that's nearly 20 stone <laughs> yeah you know i don't know but uh that that's that's what people are gonna be looking for but it it, it it's it's pretty wild out there I, I i'll be honest with you uh what? It was, it was yeah. Watching last night just showed you how wild it was. I mean, how reflect? Because this is something now that we find hard to grasp from further afield. How reflective is are are the views that we heard last night, or the views of Donald Trump? How reflective are they of 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 a big portion of the electorate? 
I mean, are, 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 like, is well, the country as divided yeah. as politics is? All right. It's a big portion of the Republican Party, which is probably 40% of the total electorate. What you saw last night is probably 60, 65% of the Republican Party. But the politics in the United States is, is really divided. In, it's not just divided on an issue scale. It's divided on a cultural scale. And so much of what we're seeing is an expression of culture of some of 65% or 40% of the country. And I don't, the only thing that's going to change this in American politics is actual tables. I just don't see it changing on its own. And is the high, if I walk down, the, the main street of kind of some windswept, windswept town and kind of the American Midwest. I mean, is that division in society and culture evident? Or, 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 or is it more pronounced on TV? Right. It, it, you wouldn't see it if you were just walking down the street or you went to the Walmart or whatever Americans do in, mm. you know, small, medium town, mid-America. But boy, would you see it at the school board meeting? Okay. Would you see it on the local talk radio show? It would really manifest itself. And then, if you identified yourself, then you would see it. But if you just went around and kind of minded your own business, you 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 you, it, it, you, you wouldn't see it that much. But any time that you stepped to any kind of a public forum, it, you, it would manifest itself right away. Uh, am I making sense to you? Yeah, no, you are because I I, I know you're have uh, kind of um, Irish stock and and uh, of the stony grey side of Monaghan, and, and <laughs> you don't have to go too far north to find a society where the division, like on the ground, wasn't abstract. It was very real. There was kind of yeah, you know colours were painted yeah. on 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 right. on curbsides. You know, flags were flown. There was an right. us and them. Everyone you met, are, are you are you one of us or are you one of them? Um, so I mean that that you know it can happen that society can get lit that divided where you do see it walking down the main street and I just wonder I just wonder how do you reflect on uh, on all your years of 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 activity and and and, and consultation and politics I mean how do you reflect on on the level of division that does now exist. And whether well, you do get to a point where people are literally painting their colours on the curbside. You know, pretty close to that. And, you know, of course, when I <clears throat> go up there, we would go and see the monument to, you know, all the Bobby Sands and everybody, and then we'd see this. And I, that was, at one time, right, my family right there, it was the most dangerous place that a British soldier could serve anywhere in the world. And... Uh, it, but to the credit of the people, and particularly credit to my former boss, Bill Clinton, it, it, it's, it's not that evident. I mean, you, 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 I got to ask somebody, are we in, you know, the UK or the Republic of Ireland? And it's, well, no, no, right now, you, you know, it, it's, just, it's just not, I, I, you, you, know, you knew how it was, but it, you'd have to mm. say it's been considerable improvement by any, any fair measure. Uh, it's it's pretty it's pretty deep and pretty bad here, and everybody is piling on and making money off of it. You know, they 
cutting songs and it, it, it's 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 not good. I'll be honest with you, it's not good. And then do you like do you look to the north and that improvement in in society and think you know what? Just because places are divided at once, it doesn't mean the problem's intractable. Well, I mean, as George Mitchell famously said, only only people can make war and only people can make peace. And if there was any, if there was any, we had a campaign and there was a, a kind of a young, use the word, Kennedy-esque kind of candidate that got people excited. Uh, you know, it could get somewhat better. Uh, I think uh, President Biden's done a, you know, by any measure, a, a really terrific job. But it, it's pretty clear that the country is, you know, wants a choice other than Biden or Trump that I see. And, uh, but that might be what we get. I mean, when you say Kennedy-esque, do you mean literally Kennedy? Well, I mean, jo- something, number three. Something, something new. I mean, a sense that we've turned, maybe we haven't, but, but, but a sense of page turning. And I think you had that with, with John F. Kennedy in, in, you know, in the 1960 election. That there was this was the youngest guy. He was Catholic. He was different. It, it, it as we all know, it didn't end that well, but it started pretty good. Uh, and you know, I think I think Bill Clinton had a little bit of the same sense. Maybe I even say Reagan had a little bit of the same sense in eighty. And I think clearly Bill Clinton did in ninety two. Obama, you know, in, in two thousand eight. Uh, nations, if they're going to continue to prosper, have to continue to evolve. That's my general view. Who who do you see, though, that has that little sprinkling of stardust? I mean, like, like, is it literally Joseph Patrick Kennedy? Is it young Kennedy? Oh, no, there's so many. One of the the, the great myths in America is, is that the Democratic Party doesn't have a deep bench. It has a breathtakingly deep bench. I mean, now you, you don't see them. But, but, you know, Gretchen Whitmer is hugely talented. I, I was in Kentucky night before last and hosted a fundraiser for Governor Andy Bashir, which was the largest fundraiser in the history of Kentucky. He's, he's unbelievably talented. The governor of Pennsylvania, the Warfel Warnock, the center of Georgia. There's a ton of political talent, particularly in the Democratic Party, but if you know, you can have the fastest horse in the world. But if you don't put it on the track, no one's going to know it. <laughs> <laughs> and I, you know, I wish we'd get some of these horses out of the stable and let people see them run. And I, I, I think any of them could really excite people. But like I said, if they're they're in the barn. We'll, we'll never know. And when you when you worked with candidates, and you know, I, I mentioned. You know, Bill Clinton, but Hillary uh, as well, uh, John Kerry, and, and all those other races going back, you know, Louisiana, Texas, Pennsylvania, Kentucky, Georgia. I, I, we could go on and on and on. I mean, w- w- was it that sprinkling of stardust you would look for in a candidate? Was it the message? Was right. it kind of, was, was it the principle they stood on? Well, what attracted you to a campaign or a well, candidate? Yeah. Well, I, first of all, I didn't do domestic work after President Clinton was elected, but I did a lot of foreign work. And I, I think. You know what you look for in a candidate, and what you hope for, but it's it's a rare quality, is a person that has the ability to change the ambient room temperature. When they walk into a room, you you, you feel that presence, and, and 
I think people like that in a leader. I mean, you can be a great technocrat. You can know the issues down to the nth degree. But if you don't have that, and this is more of a Southern word, but I think the Irish people can understand either, a certain amount of charm. What's the word y'all have? Elan? Is that the word I'm looking for? Yeah, Elan, yeah. Elan, yeah. I think it kind of means you kind of excite people. And I think that's what the country kind of needs right now is uh, something to get excited about. So if somebody has that, like that that was your experience, if they had that charm or that elan, that you, you could kind of build everything else around them. That was, that was the main foundation, though, that was necessary, was it? That got people to listen to you. Yeah. You, you can be the smartest, most qualified, in-depth, policy analysts in the world, but if they don't listen to you, it, it, it really doesn't matter. But if you have that charm or that elan, if you will, then when you say something, people say, I want to hear what, what she has to say or he has to say. It, I, I think that's what kind of breaks the, you know, breaks the, the, the sort of disinterest that makes people perk up and listen a little bit. And, you know, to be honest, Trump has it to the nth degree because he's just so entirely different, I think, in a, in a horrible way. But you can't say that he, he doesn't cause people to perk up and listen to what he has to say. No, he's a, he's a hard man to ignore when he walks into a room, all right. Yeah, oh, God, yes. <laughs> we'll see what his weight comes in today. <laughs> um, so... I- well, the the other thing that strikes me as well and struck me as well when I when I look back through your you know career, you know, and I mention all the different states, all these different races, uh, um, uh, that you would have been involved in, you know, kind of for, for for a mayor's office, gubernatorial races, all the way up to the White House. I mean, they're also, and this maybe it doesn't, maybe this isn't reality, but it comes across that they're also kind of incessantly adversarial and confrontational. Is, is that what it feels like when you're in the middle of them? Well, yeah, it's a political campaign. I mean, you know, it's 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 a football match. One guy, another person, and it is by nature, and I think very properly, you know, adversarial in 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 that sense that you know you pull for your team and you want to win. Now, in the past, you were kind of you, if you were too adversarial. Voters will pull back from you. Uh, I don't think Trump has pretty much blown that idea to smithereens. <laughs> All right? But there was some, there's something called political skill. And some people have it and some people don't. And I don't know that it can be taught. I don't know if you can go to, you know, three-day retreat, you know, and you know, someplace in Western Ireland, you know, in a beautiful coastline, and have a three-day retreat where you, you, you learn how to do this. I, mm. I think it's, like I said, it's something you're kind of born with or you develop on your own. But is um, kind of a backlash in the voter, I mean, is that the only reason not to do something in a campaign? Are, are you kind of a believer in anything goes if it helps your candidate? Well, <laughs> anything goes. I guess you, you can take that to any extreme. But I, I, yeah, I, I believe you know I'm a political professional. All right, I'm, I'm much like a barrister. Not anything goes, but most anything goes to, to win a case. I mean, you can obviously do what 
you know, Giuliani and some of these people are accused of doing. And, uh, but yes, you, you, you represent your candidate and you, you know, you have donors and supporters and everything else. And I, I do believe in a pretty aggressive, uh, brand of politics. I think that's what people respond to the most. They always do the literally focus group after the debate and you got some 37 year old life coach from Kenosha and she says, I wish they would focus more on the issues, but that's not, not what people are looking for, <laughs> honestly. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, did, would you, so like, I, 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 I don't mean this in a bad way, but the kind of the fighting dirty right. thing, did, like, did you enjoy that? The kind of the rough and tumble and getting your hands a bit muddy. Yeah. I mean, that you, you like, you, you stand for something and, and you know, if, if, how do you, so Ramsawam is a climate denier. I really can't be that nice to him. I think that's an insane position. So I can say, well, you have your opinion, I have my opinion. And you have these relentlessly middle, you know, middle of the that you, you're supposed to look at each side of the issue in respect to other guys' view. Well, there just comes a time where the other guy's view is idiotic. And how do you say anything but that? Mm. When you go to a school district that's canceling Shakespeare and not allowing ninth graders to read Shakespeare, there's not an other side of that argument to me. You know, don't wish ill of you as a human being, but don't ask me to respect your view if that's your view. I don't. How do you, how can you respect a person that says, I don't believe in climate change or, or we don't really know why this is happening? Of course we know why it's happening. There's sometimes, even in politics, where you just can't fake it. Uh, Republican uh, hopefuls do believe uh, that uh, it is a hoax. They don't know why it's happening. Anyway, some people listening would have no, been watching I, the debate. They say that. I don't, the, the, yeah, actually, yeah, say that. Do, do you, do, that's actually the question I want to wrap things up. Do you believe that they believe what they say? I, I, I don't know. It, it doesn't make any sense that somebody that take, you know, that, that is an educated person can live in this world that has observational skill and say that climate is, that, that it's not getting hotter out there. You, you just can't do it. It's impossible. By the way, when I look at the temperatures in the North Atlantic, and I'm kind of a hurricane freak given how I grew up, it, it, it probably won't happen. But if I'm on the west coast of Ireland, I would be aware. I would be aware because the, the temperatures, in, water temperatures in the North Atlantic, or, or, or I looked at the charts, and, you know, you could have one of these bad boys break out. They had one a couple of years ago, as I recall, but that caused a fair amount of damage. You're not safe anymore. Well... Listen, as I said right at the outset, uh, James is part of a really stellar lineup at the Kennedy Summer School that kicks off next Thursday, this day week, uh, August 31st. It runs until September 2nd, so right through until Saturday. James will be there. Martin O'Neill, the former Irish manager, Dermot Murnaghan, you'll remember him from Sky News, uh, the US, uh, uh, Ireland's ambassador to the US, uh, Geraldine Bernaysen. So loads and loads more as well, oh but uh, James, uh, chief amongst them. Uh, James Carvel, it has been an absolute pleasure, sir. Thank you so much. Well, thank you. Now, I look forward to seeing everybody a week from now. Kennedy, thank you. KennedySummerSchool.ie is the website if you want to find out more. 
The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from 4 on News Talk.